In this episode, I'm gonna talk about student accommodation and how you can get above average returns from this asset class. So I'm gonna take you through high level a report that CBRE Commercial has just released. It is on commercial properties, but even if you are looking at investing at a single house level, this information you are going to wanna listen to. So student accommodation, means students are living in an accommodation facility and they go to a, an Australian university. So we have a look at some international student enrollments and you can see that the numbers in 2023 have picked up to the level where they were in 2018, 2019 before they dropped off over COVID. Now we are a lot higher than what we have been over the previous decade back to 2013 and even prior to that. Even when we had the last property boom, we did not have the number of student enrollments in Australia that we have now. So you can see that the arrivals with temporary student visas, the rolling 12 months has shot up substantially and that is basically students coming from overseas to come and study at Australian University. So I'm probably telling you things that you already know that we have overseas migration. A lot of that migration are students and are on temporary visas. They come over here to study because we have the best universities in the world and it obviously pumps our economy as well. And also it increases our overseas migration into Australia. So how can you benefit from this? Or how can you get above average returns from property using students? So let's jump in and have a look at a few different key stats. Before I do so, I just want to remind you that this research paper that I'm looking at does refer to commercial assets, but you can use this information to then relate it to yourself, even if you're looking at buying a single house to generate above average yields. So one thing to remember with the rents that I'm about to show you is, and this one for an example has things like a gym on the bottom right hand corner. They've got other facilities, say other communal facilities like outdoor barbecues, uh, they've got pool tables. So you've got to keep that in mind as well. We're not just comparing a single residential house with no facilities. So let's jump into a few key stats. So CBRE has looked at a number of different buildings and they've given us a, a range as to what students are paying with accommodation per room. So on the bottom, you can see the capital cities and then on the graph, you can see the amount, the dollars per week that each student pays. And this would be all inclusive of bills, remember? So the bills would be up to the landlord, the owner of the property. So you can see in Adelaide, they've got rents from sort of low $200 per week up to four and $500 per week. Brisbane, a bit higher, you know, they start at low 300s up to four and 500 per week. Canberra is similar to Brisbane. Melbourne is similar to Brisbane, but it does go a bit higher than that. And they would be obviously premium inner city properties. Sydney is substantially more than everywhere else. And you're probably not surprised by that just with how the price of of Sydney is and also a lot of the university accommodation they would be comparing would likely be in the CBD itself. So you don't have to own a property in the CBD to generate these bigger returns. I'm talking about being located near a university where you can charge premium rents, but you don't necessarily have to have a property located in the CBD. I think the CBD is not a good place to have a unit personally, and it's an area where I would not like to own a unit just because there's so much competition. So I'd rather own a house on the outskirts near a university, so within walking distance or right next to public transport, that'll take me straight to that university. So they're the capital cities, they're the sort of rent premiums that 
uh, students are paying and admittedly a lot of these would be overseas students paying these massive rent premiums especially in Sydney and Melbourne uh, but you can see how much they are if you've got a house that's got five bedrooms say and you've got five people paying you know even $300 per week that's $1,500 per week and if you're in a very modest suburb that can be a huge return so jump into having a look at some of these average rates you can see Melbourne and Sydney median weekly weekly rent $406 in 2018 and then it's jumped obviously a, a bit to 530 so it's jumped substantially in that time as have residential property rates as well but just some of the facilities that I mentioned before you know this particular student accommodation in mascot has a gym it's got these communal areas it's got these pool tables so they're going to demand a premium just having those facilities that people use but one thing to remember as well university students don't always meet where they you know live they will have events outside of that or they may invite students or other students into these areas so just because these facilities or these this accommodation has these facilities doesn't mean that students are willing to pay that huge premium to be there and for a lot of students they may not even be able to afford it in a lot of instances it'll be the parents that will be paying for the rent or in probably 99 percent of instances so if the parents can't afford to pay it or, or if there's a cheaper alternate they're going to be looking at the cheaper alternates so these are the rent, weekly rental options i mentioned before and the rates now the key stat here which I want to pinpoint and why I think this area is going to do exceptionally well is the amount of deficit so the supply coming to the market but also obviously the completed project so you can see by the rent people are paying a premium to be in student accommodation Melbourne has the most supply according to this and then closely followed by Sydney but their pipeline is pretty massive whereas Melbourne's pipeline is quite small Brisbane, again, virtually zero pipeline. Canberra, Adelaide, Perth, there's not much in the pipeline and there's not much existing. So what that translates to is huge deficit, so a massive amount of demand for these properties and basically no supply. So you can see at the top, you've got the dwelling deficit per city. So you've got Sydney, you've got nearly 100,000 dwelling deficits, which is huge over the next five years. Melbourne's got even more, 137 dwelling deficits, 137,000 rather. Brisbane's got 50,000. Gold Coast has got 5,000. Perth has got 70,000. So for a city the size of Perth to have 70,000 dwellings deficit over the next five years for student accommodation is massive. So the student accommodation in Perth is going to be in well undersupply. So that can only mean one thing. There's going to be massive pressure on rents in that space. And with the rents climbing so substantially in Perth outside of student accommodation, this is even going to get worse than that. So I think there's some real opportunity in this space. One key thing about Perth, um, especially over Sydney and Melbourne, is that the price of properties are so much cheaper. So you could convert a property into a student accommodation, you know, add some en suites to there, add a desk, uh, furnish the property, and you can rent it out for a premium. Now, I'm not saying that this is going to work in every location, but I'm just talking about overall. Pick a location that's got good amenity to where the university is, either public transport, walking distance, and chances are you will have demand for a student accommodation property. So that's just a quick snapshot, snapshot on the stats. And I think student accommodation is a great opportunity. 
even if you're getting in at the ground level on a single house as a retail investor or I think even or if you're buying a $50 million asset in the instances uh, referred to in this report, I think it's a great opportunity that's really growing over the next five years. And this graph especially highlights what the dwelling deficit is going to be, which every time there's a deficit of dwellings and there's capacity to pay, in other words, the students coming in are able to pay that rent, rent returns always climb. So they're going to be looking for more affordable alternatives to what they're currently paying. And in the instance of like Sydney, for the likes where they're paying up to five, $600 per week per room, like that's huge. People are not going to be able to afford those levels or students, you know, parents are gonna be looking for alternatives to paying those huge amounts of rent. So thanks for watching. If you have any questions, please let me know and leave your comments in the below and subscribe for more. If you like this video, I can do more on other asset classes in property. Just please let me know what other asset class and area you'd like me to compare.